On March 7th, 1970, a total eclipse darkened the eastern seaboard. The path of darkness hit the Florida panhandle, skirted up the coast across the Outer Banks, and nipped the edge of Long Island. A father and son in Plattsburgh wanted to experience totality, so they drove to North Carolina, and they recorded the whole thing. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Long Run Wealth, an SEC-registered investment advisor in Lake Placid, providing comprehensive wealth management, retirement, and financial planning solutions. LongRunWealth.com. And from SciTech Business Solutions, training and consulting services to help businesses grow. More information at CITEC.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Wednesday, February 28th, not the last day of February. First up, Governor Kathy Hochul says every school in New York that wants a mental health clinic can get one. Hochul launched a $20 million expansion of school-based mental health clinics in Schenectady yesterday. She said the goal is to serve about 355,000 children at 225 sites statewide by 2027. Whether it's depression or sadness or uh, whatever self-body image challenges, whatever they're dealing with now, if we can solve it now and help them have the coping skills now, They'll lead a better life later, a healthier life. The application process for schools interested in opening clinics will be held on a rolling basis. Hochul is also launching a governor's youth mental health advisory board consisting of middle and high school students. She wants students with an interest or experience in mental health to apply now. Thousands of tourists are expected in the North Country to view the total solar eclipse on April 8th. Almost all of the North Country will be in the path of totality when the moon will completely obscure the sun for about three minutes. So what's that like? Andy Sager knows. He's a retired science teacher from Peru High School in Clinton County. And when he was a teenager in 1970, he took a road trip to witness totality and he recorded it all. Monica Sandresky has his story. In high school, Andy Sager wasn't exactly, in his words, a socially active kid. He and his good buddy Dennis Cassia were self-described astronomy nerds. They even built their own aluminum-domed observatory in the backyard of Dennis's Westchester County home. And in the fall of 1969, they hit big. A total solar eclipse was going to cross the eastern seaboard the following spring. We got to see this, they thought. You know, I have to give 100% credit to Dennis. He's the one who said, like, oh yeah, we can do this. We can do this. I'm sure we can. Andy pinpointed their destination. Dennis inventoried their telescopes, sun filters, and cameras. I think our film of choice was ectochrome on the telescopes and Kodachrome. Uh, for just the cameras uh, in plain use. Then in early 1970, Andy, Dennis, a few other buddies, their physics teacher and their dads trekked 600 miles from Westchester County to Kinston, North Carolina. And my dad, thank God, he had that uh, little cheap cassette recorder. (laughs) About one more minute. 
So it's kind of distorted, but this is the original audio Andy's dad recorded the day of the total solar eclipse, March 7th, 1970. You're down here on this beautiful day in Kinston, North Carolina. And uh, do you think you'll have a successful uh, event? Well, see how it could possibly go wrong. It was a sunny late winter day in an open field on the campus of Lenoir Community College. There had to be... Oh, probably a hundred people scattered around. Some of them set up with telescopes, but a lot of them just hanging out there and kind of looking to us. We were probably the most complete, quote, science team there. Andy's dad, Lad Sager, interviewed everyone in their cohort that day in the style of an old-timey news anchor, including Dennis's folks. Very good, very good, thank you. Do you have anyone else uh, with you? Oh, yes, we're a group of ten people. Ten people, that's That's wonderful. And uh, who is your associate over here on your right? That's my son, Dennis. Dennis, let's go over and talk to him. All right. Dennis, what kind of equipment do you have here? Well, we have a 603 selector, and right here is a sheet, which I'm going to take pictures of shadow bands. Pictures of shadow bands. What are shadow bands? Shadow bands, shadow are... bands he's saying. Those are wavy lines of light that make services look like they're undulating before and after an eclipse. Your name, sir? Uh, Andy Sager. And where are you from? Uh, Pleasantville, New York. It was more than 50 years ago, but Andy's memories are vivid. I had set up a six-inch Newtonian telescope with an equatorial mount, and it had an electric clock drive. Running up to the actual start, it was checking everything, rechecking everything, and and being so involved in that, you weren't paying attention to anything else except the equipment that you were going to be responsible for. Also, we're shooting 15 millimeters uh, black and white to... uh, possibly make a movie for future use in uh, my high school physics class. As it started getting closer, you could hear the crowd start to get quieter and quieter. Then the gasps started coming. Here come the shadow bands, where? Yes, look at it. And it looked as if the ground was undulating towards us, like it was rolling. It was a, you know, an optical illusion, like an earthquake roll. Bring the camera, Andy. Oh, yes, yes, I see it. All right. Hey, look at the horizon. Quick, look at the horizon. Having totality hit was such a shock because the temperature dropped. It felt like 20 degrees. Everything went black. The animals, uh, you know, there were birds stopped singing and, and all this other noise around. It just, that quieted right down to nothing. But the roar of the people. <laughs> there's, there's the Venus to the left. They went to work shooting on infrared black and white and infrared color film. They timed their photos, varying their exposures and shutter speeds between them. Next one I'm going to do will be 20 seconds, twice as long. 101, 102, 103. This is Andy's dad shooting on one of those old-fashioned 1920s plate cameras he brought for fun. That's two down. They got shots of sunlight passing through the gaps in the moon's rugged terrain, known as Bailey's beads, and also the faint corona of the sun starting to peek out at the end. Yes, look at the red spot at the bottom. Look at the... Yeah, look out. Here comes the sun. Don't look. Don't look. Andy, don't look. And it was over. That was it. (laughs) 
600 miles. <laughs> and I, I, it's funny because I heard my dad say, 600 miles for 90 seconds or something like that. All that. All that just for that. With that purple flash. Did you see that purple as it came out from Instagram? Oh, wonderful. They packed up their telescopes, filters, and cameras and hit the road home, wringing their hands over how their photos would develop. They didn't need to worry, though. The photos turned out great. Seeing one is really awe-inspiring. You'll, you'll never forget it. Uh, it's, to me, it's on a par with when I went to Antarctica. It was a par of being in the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Uh, it, it's... it's it's right up there. Now, 54 years later, Andy and Dennis are hoping to reunite here in the North Country on April 8th. For him, experiencing totality is one of our peak moments of being human on Earth. Monica Sandresky, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Ramon Vasquez and Michael Hart of Malone and Jared Sommerfeld of Potsdam. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.